Hey guys, how you doing? Listen, I'm glad you're here. If you have if you have time, if you if there's any way that you possibly can, not if you're driving down the road, not if you're flying an airplane, not if you're scuba diving, <laughs> but if you can get your copy of God's Word, if you turn me Luke chapter six, uh, Luke chapter six. Now we'll begin reading. If you get your if you get uh, your copy of God's Word out, uh, we'll begin reading there. Uh, well, let's see, we're gonna pick up around verse twelve, somewhere up in there. Uh, because we've, uh, well, we're going to leave those first 11 verses. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at that uh, Sunday morning while Church of South Macomb, the tragedy of unchanged lives. Pray, uh, pray for me. That's as I prepare that message and, and begin to share that with our church there that we serve as interim pastors in, in Macomb, Mississippi. Come see us sometime. You get the opportunity. But we today, uh, our DK Ministries podcast, are going to look at, at beginning in verse 12 of the Gospel of Luke. And uh, we're going to focus on a couple things. Num- uh, number one is talking about prayer. How do you pray for a long time? And um, then number two, we're going to look at the calling of the disciples. And, and we're just going to see. I'm not going to make any promises. I'm not going to tell you it is or isn't. But we may not be here <laughs> a long time. And we may be here until Jesus comes back. So anyway, uh, Mark, uh, Luke chapter 6, uh, Mark 12. And I came to pass in those days. He went out to the mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer uh, to God. Now, there's so many things we could talk about as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, let me tell you who I am, what we're doing. This is Danny Smith. I'm your, I'm your Bible teacher for DK Ministries. Uh, this is our podcast. We record it on Anchor. Uh, that's the venue we use to record it. It's available on a number of other venues. Uh, Apple, Spotify, some others people listen to. Uh, we will share it uh, on our Facebook uh, page. It's there for about 24 hours in my story. We have a number of folks listen there and thank them for that. Uh, but we're we're glad you tuned in. I hope however you listen, wherever you listen, uh, that uh, that this is a blessing to you somehow. This is every our goal every time we sit down is to give you something. We want to give you a th- something to think about. We like to call it a thought for the day or thought for the moment or thought for the podcast. You <laughs> call it what you want. But our goal is to give you something, not sell you something, not to take something from you. I hope you get through. You don't go say, oh, you took my time. <laughs> I hope it's worth your time. And that's really what we ask you to give us. Just a little time uh, to teach God's word, a section of a scripture uh, of something uh, of God's word to you. And so Luke chapter 6 is where we're at. And we're talking about this passage. Listen to it again. And it came to pass in those days, went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And I, how was the longest you've ever prayed? What's the longest you have ever uh, continuously stayed uh, in a spirit attitude uh, posture of prayer? I don't know. I've never put a clock on mine. And uh, when I was a seminary, uh, I could I could get in the car in the morning driving to New Orleans and just about just pray all the way to New Orleans. Really, literally, uh, don't really do that as much anymore. Probably, uh, I do pray a lot in the car. It's one of the things I do before you write cards and letters. Oh, you're a man of God. You you only pray in the car. No, I pray lots of other times too. Uh, but the one reason I developed an attitude of prayer in the car is number one, there's other drivers out there and who trusts them. <laughs> And that's a small reason. But number two, it's one of those uninterrupted times. Now, you got to realize, when I went to seminary, we didn't have cell phones. And so there was no <laughs> there was no interruption. You just got to drive and got to pray. But I think the longest period of time that I that I believe, and we didn't put a clock on it, I'm going to tell you, uh, we were in Topeka, Kansas for Disciple Now weekend years ago, decades ago now. And they took us, we got there that night, I think it was a Friday night or Thursday night, I, I don't remember which, 
So we got there together, and and the guy leading it said, "We're gonna we're gonna do this, this, and this, and then we're gonna pray." And so, um, okay, okay, you know that's good, that's great, wonderful. We've been praying, and you know, well, I'm a Baptist, <laughs> so my idea of what I thought they might do is have a meal, <laughs> you know, uh, and around that meal maybe say a sentence or two of prayer. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, I'm not sure that we ate anything. Uh, we may have, but I don't remember it. But I do remember going and we met, and then they took us in this, well, it reminded me of these classrooms that the government doesn't like our schools to have, but they have them anyway. Uh, they call them modular buildings. They call them T buildings. They come all kinds of things. And they took us in one of those things, and I thought it was like a storage shed, to be honest with you. what it kind of looked like to me as I remember it. <laughs> they were going to lock us up in the storage shed. But anyway... We go and uh, we go in there, and and I mean they were serious about it. <laughs> uh, now this was a long time ago, and I could do this now. I I could do it now. Uh, there was no chairs in there. We were going to get on our knees and pray, and that we did. Uh, I've learned I would never do that now because so many people have bad knees. Uh, I would figure out something else. I would have had a chair for those who needed it. But we, as I remember it, all got our knees to pray. Well. I don't, I had no idea. There was first a, a public time of prayer, as I remember, a time of just, you know, the leader led and then uh, uh, the, the minister of the church and then all the people led. And um, then there was this time of silent prayer. And then eventually the leader said he would come back. I guess is the way it worked. He said he would come back and close us in prayer. I believe so, yeah. And so uh, we pray, and we pray. We pray. I was amazed. I'm not going to give you the time because you would you would doubt me, and this isn't about raising your doubts. It's about making a point. I was amazed how long we stood in that. So we stayed in that building and prayed. It was amazing. You say, "Well, was it worth it?" Well, that weekend was a great weekend. It was a tough weekend. Uh, a carload of boys had run into a carload of girls. Uh, and there were five teenagers killed just days before we got there. All friends, all went to the same school. Anyway, um, so it was a hard time. But that Sunday, as, as the word was being preached and shared, um, the house were full with people coming down to make decisions. And so I've always remembered that time of prayer. And I'm not sure, to be honest with you, to decided that talk about this today, and I've been wanting to talk to you all day. I'm not sure if I've ever given God credit or glory based on what he did that weekend in direct response to that time of prayer, that season of prayer. Uh, in my group, there were a number of folks saved, another uh, individual saved. And, and the other, we divided them up two groups, older and younger. I did the older youth. And, and there were a number of people saved in that group. And then Sunday, when, when the word was preached, um, the aisles were full. I mean, I, the, the invitation was just, uh, the response invitation just blew us away. And that, I think, was evidence of our prayer life, of our, of our prayer time, that moment that we had there. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time. That was a long time ago. and uh, But I do know this. There were some people who got touched and saved and, and had great things happen in their life. But the question I asked you is, how do you pray for a long time? Um, is it about being prepared to do so? I don't think so. 
um, that night, I not like I said, I'm a Baptist, and when he said we we're gonna pray, I thought, I thought, kind of like we do prayer breakfasts sometimes. You know, we'll have two minutes of prayer, three minutes of prayer, maybe uh, five or ten minute devotion, and then you know, forty five minutes to eat, something like that. But we didn't eat at all. I don't believe. I think we ate later or ate before we came or something. There was nothing there but prayer, and it was an awesome time, awesome experience. Uh, and it wasn't because there was a guy who really quote unquote knew how to pray. It was because of all of us who were there in that room individually uh, spent time with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and prayed. Now, I'll have to confess to you, my thoughts are that um, probably somewhere in there, after a while, you probably quit praying. Now, probably all of us did this. I'm not sure. We never talked about it. I had to see if other people were still praying. <laughs> because you knew some time had passed. You didn't know exactly how long. Uh, but I do, in all honesty, uh just it had gotten where you just felt, uh, well, okay, I'm the only one here, and I've had a great time. Maybe I need to end. But then I realized other that I would tune in, you know, or I tuned in, and, and there were people still praying. And so we prayed. Now, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. This time was a long time by, by man's clock. It was a long time. Oh, man, there was some power in that room, and there was, there was a presence in that room. And, uh, you know, we always want to... Um, we want to repeat experiences like that, but we were, I was never able to repeat that. I've, I was never in a place, oh, that doesn't mean I haven't prayed for length of time. It just means that there was never a moment like that where God's presence was just, it was almost like, and I, and I want you to hear the word almost like, it was almost like that, that glory of God in the tent there in, in the book where they talk about it being so powerful that they couldn't go in. Um, and that's in the days of Moses. You remember the story? Look it up. It really felt like that. There was no cloud that I saw when I got up uh, or anything else. Well, I'll say this, too. It's the only time I ever remember being on my knees for that long and them not hurting when I got up. Don't remember it. Maybe it happened, but I don't. But anyway, the question gets back. How do you pray for a long time? Jesus, listen to what Luke says. Verse 12, and continued all night in prayer to God. Okay. Not 10 minutes, not 5 minutes, not 3 minutes, not 2 minutes, not 30 seconds. All night. <laughs> in prayer. All night. So how do you pray? You say, oh, well, he's Lord. He's Savior. He's talking to his Father. All that. Well, he's our role model. He's the one we follow. And he tells us to pray without ceasing in his word. And he tells us men should always pray and not faint. And so I had a feeling that's not just something that he did. It's something we should do. Spend more time in prayer. So I, I want to help you. Uh, spend more time in prayer and tell you what I think the secret is. And I'm sure, listen, there are people who taught on prayer and, and, and teach on prayer. Uh, there have been many programs. Master Life was a good program. Uh, I think T.D. Hunt, T.W. Hunt uh, taught a lot on prayer. So there have been a lot of places you can find. But I just, I like things simple. I like things that I can understand. Uh and so I, um, I came up with what I believe is the is the pattern to be able uh, to pray for a while to just to just pray sit everything aside pray. Well, how do you pray for a long time? Number one, you pray for a long time when you allow your passion within to come out. And 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 I have been in meetings where there was long times of prayer where people that passion came out. And, and you could hear it in their voices, and you could you could literally feel it in the room. 
But also, too, I've been in places and in, in, in rooms where prayer's taking place where the passion was coming out, but the people who were doing they weren't they weren't verbal per se. But boy, you could just feel that they were praying. So I don't want you to understand. I don't want you to think, oh, okay, you're talking about making a lot of noise. No, I'm just talking about you're letting what's in come out. And what should be in was is a passion for God and a passion to see God work and a passion to see God move. And so you pray a long time for letting that passion come out. Your trouble, my trouble, church's trouble is we try to contain, control, conceal our passion for God. So much so that people are almost embarrassed sometimes if they shed a tear or, or get happy or whatever the case may be. We shouldn't. We should let our passion come out. Uh, Dr. Coffin, one of my seminary professors, taught us pastoral work. And one of the things I remember about that class is learning that we should so be so filled up that uh, we should be able to preach and do other things from overflow. Well, I'm going to translate that in this way. We should be so filled with the Spirit of God, the desire to communicate with God, the closest with God. That should be rolling around on the inside so much that what we have, what we feel, just comes out, and that passion comes out. Well, um, so that's number one. You let the passion within come with come out. Number two, you resist the call of the world because you're answering the call of God. Um, I don't care who you are. If you're going to sit a block of time aside to pray, unless you're going to do it like at two o'clock in the morning, and by the way, if that's what you need to do, do it. Things are going to happen. People are going to call and people are going to true. They're not going to understand it. I could go on and on and on. So what you have to do is resist the call of the world. Uh, and answer the call of God. Now, certainly, don't don't get crazy here. Tragedies happen. You know, things happen that interfere sometimes, and God wants us to do what we need to do there. But sometimes we let things that don't matter, that insignificant and shouldn't bother us, we let them interfere with our prayer life. We shouldn't do that. So the passion comes out. Number two, we resist the call of the world because we're answering the call of God. Um, nothing more important than the call of God, Okay. And I know that sometimes we talk about the call of God, we get confused and we think it's only about salvation. No, it's about so much more. Uh, what God wants us to do in the moment. I talked to a friend of mine who, who who's telling me about somebody he knows going back in the mission field. They were in the mission field and now God's calling back to the mission field different, uh, different, in a different way, in a different capacity, but going back to the mission field because God has called them. You and I, by the way, should feel that call not to, quote unquote, that mission field, but to quote unquote, our mission field, where God calls us and wants us to be. And so we pray, uh, uh, we, we, we pray a long time by, by letting the passion within come out, by resisting the call of the world uh, due to answering the call of God, except the responsibility that God has given us as his children to pray. And listen, I could, I could stack up verse after verse and can tell you story after story. But the truth is, to you and I say, okay, God's called me to pray. God wants me to pray. God has given me a voice to pray with, a mind to pray. Uh, he's given me all these tools to use. I just need to accept the responsibility that I need to pray. Uh, and Lord, confess it, you know, and, and move upon it. And I know that I always have those times and moments in our life where, for whatever reason, we seem to be a little slack in our prayer life. Let's get over that and let's accept the responsibility to pray. You know what? One of the things I, I'm, I'm trying to press upon South Macomb Baptist Church, don't know that I'm doing a good job of it, but one of the things I'm trying to press upon them in many ways is they should be praying now like never before for a new pastor. Oh my gosh, listen, if you're looking for a pastor right now, I'm just going to say, you need to pray because, man, I'm telling there's no days like this for a pastor, these pandemic and all, I don't know what's down the road, uh, what's going to happen, all this stuff. 
where other things have become so important, uh, Facebook and things like that, doing our services in other ways and other venues so that we can get this, get the, get the message out as, as to as many as we can, as quick as we can, as often as we can, and those kind of things. And so we just need to, to make sure that we accept the responsibility to pray. You say, well, wait, that sounds strange. Shouldn't I accept the responsibility to do this or that? Yes. When you answer God's call, he will lead you to do things. No doubt that is for certain. But I believe one of the first things he's always going to lead you to do is pray. And, and when he does that, you've got to accept the responsibility. I don't care who you are, where you are, what you've done, what you hadn't done. I don't care whether you go to church or don't go to church right now for whatever reason. I know a lot of people who love the Lord and committed, and, but they're not going to church right now because of the pandemic, but they can pray. And I encourage them. So let's, uh, we need to, I cannot believe I've taken this long uh, to talk about this. We, we, we can pray for a while. We can pray for a long time when passion within comes comes out. So you got to have it. But if you have it, let it come out. Uh, while resisting the call of the world and answer the call to God. Accept our responsibility to pray. Just just say, hey, I need to pray. And you begin and you pray. You say, what do I pray? How do I pray? Listen, hey, whatever comes across your mind, pray about it. And and eventually all those all those nonsensical things you think you really shouldn't pray about, they'll get out of the way and you'll get to the meat of your prayer. And if I had more time, I would talk to you about brainstorming and an experience I learned when I was at LSU. But here's the deal. Just accept the responsibility. And then and then finally, so we have uh, let the passion within come out. Uh, resist the call of the world due to answering the call of God. Accept the responsibility uh, that God has given us to pray. And then finally, yoke ourselves to his will instead of attaching ourselves to this world. Um, we have to make sure that we turn things off. We, we put things down. We push things aside so that we can do what God wants us to do. No, I'm not talking about... Don't go to the ball games with your children. Don't go out in the lake and fish. But make sure that worshiping, praying, seeking God's face is a priority. Sharing the gospel is a priority. Make sure that reading the words is a priority. And make sure that you pray. Gosh, I can't believe how long how long I've talked about this. And I didn't even get started about calling the disciples. We'll do that again. So let me let me ask you, how what is the longest you've ever prayed? Okay. Now, I don't know that this is a wise thing to do, to be honest with you. You say, you're a Bible teacher. I don't know it's a wise thing to do. But on a piece of paper, write down what you think, whether it's right, wrong, take a good guess, an honest guess, of the longest time you've ever prayed. Write it down. Five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, write it down. And then ask God to lay things on your heart, your soul, and your spirit that takes you beyond that. Uh, and, and begin to work up to it, begin to move in that direction. Runners train, football players train, baseball players train. Oh, unless you're Gronk, apparently you don't train. <laughs> if you didn't hear the news today, you won't get that. But anyway, just try to make you laugh a little bit. Uh, but we train and we pray. And like I said, I don't know, a thousand people may hear this and go, I can't believe that guy told them that. Well, if I'm wrong, I can come back and apologize to you. But here's what I think. If you have felt that time was an issue when you prayed, I think the way you defeat that is by praying and by making a goal. Hey, let's just say the longest you think you've prayed is five minutes. I don't know if that, nothing to be ashamed of, that's it, because you may pray five minutes at a time, 10 times a day. But if you think that's the longest you've ever prayed at one time, then write that down and make it your goal to go six. And then write that down. And, and, and eventually you'll, you'll be able to get somewhere where you're comfortable. And if you get to six and, and the Lord says that's good, well, stop there. And then do that as many often as you can. 
How do you pray a long time? You let the passion within come out. You, you resist the call of the world so because you, you're answering the call of God. You accept the responsibility to pray and you yoke yourself to his will instead of attaching yourself to this world. Well, I've talked longer than I meant to. Uh, I guess I should apologize about that, but I'm not sure that I'm sorry. I tell you what, let's do this. Contact me, dspreacherman at gmail.com, dspreacherman gmail.com, or on the Facebook, DK Ministries, and let me know. Uh, try, see, listen, let me know. Hey, Brother Danny, that was too long. Uh, you, didn't make, you didn't get the point across. You didn't give me anything. Well, I would tell you this. I'm giving you something. I'm giving you an encouragement to pray. I don't know if you can pray too long. Now, I'll tell you a story. Years ago, uh, I was uh, when I was pastor of Spring Creek Baptist Church, we had somebody come in to sing. And uh, I think they did a good job. I don't know because at that time, it was I, as a pastor, what I did usually during special music was pray. And I run into that person one time and after that, and they were so upset with me. They said, I could not believe you were praying while I was singing. And I thought, ha, huh, well, you know, I couldn't believe you'd want to sing in a church that doesn't pray. <laughs> so, you know, different ideas, different thoughts, different beliefs. But I tell you this, we should pray. And we don't pray to show. We pray to know the Lord more, better than we know him today. All right, I, I, the next time maybe God will lead us and we can actually talk about the calling of the disciples. I was looking forward to that, but not today. So here you go, dspreacherman, gmail.com, every letter, lowercase. Write us, tell us, hey, Brother Danny, that was, <laughs> well, just tell us. I'm not going to tell you what to say. Or look us up on the Facebook, DK Ministries. Hey, there's videos there. There's teachings there. Listen to those. And if you're on my Facebook page, I'll post this and let me know what you think. But don't do it publicly because people laugh at me. <laughs> Don't criticize me publicly. Oh, come on, laugh about that. I tell people all the time, I'm a hospice chaplain, and I'm taking these guys places and uh, that were a long time, and they're well-known, and I always say, well, I can't say or do anything like they can, but all I ask is you don't complain about me. <laughs> so don't complain about me, but let me know what you think. God bless you. I love you. Pray for you. And by the way, don't forget to pray. God bless you. Let's see if we can improve our prayer life.